What Wait, how do we say your name just to make sure we're saying it right? Is it Tomi or Tomei? Tomi. You said it right the first time. Tomi. Okay. Tomi. Okay. What are the plans for 2021? Girl, shall I get my book? Hold on. <laughs> oh, you have a whole book. I had a whole book. Oh, yeah. Like, well, not book, but yeah, we're definitely like writing it out and everything. But, um, you know, just trying to make sure that we are doing better than we did in 2020. So in terms of kind of especially with COVID along, along the lines, just kind of seeing how we can make sure we continue to build the brand, but also build the income, right? Because I do a lot more than sing. And I think that um, I need people to see that more. And I also want to offer more of my services towards that, like being an actor. Um, I want to learn how to produce this year, have like a project or a beat pack, voice sample pack, songwriting that I can give out to other people. And, you know, just a whole lot, a lot of, but um, basically like looking at those different like brands and endorsement deals and different companies that I can build and, and um, grow with as well can also really help me. So just looking at the small things that I can really capitalize on, especially being, you know, locked down. Yeah. Funny you said acting because I was watching your videos and I, I, knew, I knew right away. I was like, she acts. She has to be an actress. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that something I definitely do. <laughs> is that something you discovered when you were filming for your music videos or you always knew you could act? Oh no, I went to school for acting uh, back in 2015 and I graduated in 2017 at Seneca for acting for camera and voice and I've had an agent for 3 years now. So acting is very much a deep passion of mine. It's just as deep as music. If anything, I became more confident with acting um before music before music like in terms of bringing it out publicly and everything I was a lot more open about my acting than I was about my music so what no it's exactly what exactly made you decide to sing well I always loved to sing I was just super nervous like especially like growing like it wasn't until I got into college that I felt like I'm able to take my music further than my but my bedroom you know like I always made music I was always I can't say I was always putting out music I put out something in 2015 and I didn't tell nobody I put it out like I just had it on style I told no one about it um I've always sang and that was that was sort of something that I did for myself first before acting however I shared my talent of acting first before I shared my music mainly because I felt like music was so much more vulnerable for me I felt like acting, I could play a character. I could be somebody else. So it's something that gave me a little bit more confidence. Although I learned I'm just as vulnerable now. It's it's a whole different game. However, when I first started, that was the mindset. Music is so vulnerable to me. And I didn't know how to make it my own until I finished college, where I noticed that I'm, I'm as vulnerable in either one, but it's what I'm good at. And I just got to put it out there, you know? You're Speaking great. of music, your album BT4W, it was a beautiful project. What was the Thank process you. like creating that album? Yeah, well, you know, crazy enough, honestly, that whole project was made throughout 2019 and early in 2020 because uh, I'm so thankful for the year that I had in 2019. You know, I had really just come out professionally in the industry and we were given so much opportunity to tour so much so I was able to tour with WizKid, Burna Boy, Mr. Easy and that's actually what allowed me to enter different studios with different people and create the music that you guys heard so a lot of the music from that album was created on the road which is why I felt like the message of Bigger Than Four Walls was so evident because initially the first project I did, Tommy's Room, it was me you know what I'm saying it's just what I wrote it was kind of like the life I'd been living for the longest time here in Canada and now I'm on the road making music, something I'd never done before. So the music, the inspiration, the creative juices were just flowing in a different way. And that's much bigger than four walls. That's much bigger than a room. And I like the sense that persons like Burner Boy can give you an opportunity to actually tour with yes. them so you can see their world and actually be a part of their music industry. Um, did Burner Boy actually give you some form of advice as well? Um, unfortunately, Berna and I have never actually got the chance to really speak, you know, because it was all through different connections. And um, it was mainly through the event promoters and the connections that my dad has with these people that I was able to, to be on those stages. Like touring with 
easy came because of the performance I did with him in Toronto. And that allowed me to now get on the stages with Berna because they were in the same cities at the same time. So, um, because we also knew the event promoters and they know I'm a good performer. They're like, yeah, we can bring her on board. So I said, hello. And I'm like, hey, you're great. But, you know, we never really got the chance to truly sit down and talk because, you know, backstage vibes, it's oh, always yeah. different. <laughs> a whole lot of people and everything, you know, and, and I'm so new. I'm so fresh. They're like, who is this girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you got to prove yourself a little bit. So I didn't get that chance yet. So for someone so new and so fresh, how did you get your collaboration with Sean Kingston? And what was it like working with him? Honestly, girl, I must I got to thank my team. I have to thank the theme because realistically, I got that during COVID um, and I, I never got a chance to speak to him direct, but he heard the music and my team reached out to his because someone from my team, shout out to Jones, Carmax Wave. He knew people on his, um, a part of Sean Kingston's camp. So they he had sent them the song and Sean Kingston really liked it. And he even like made a little quote um, saying how much like he finds that my artistry is unique. And he likes the fact that there was such a big message to the song. Never, he never really spoke to me direct, um, but he did mention that and his whole team loved it. And I mean, Sean Kingston has not released that many songs at all or even collaborations. So it was a, it was a big respect for me that he took on the song. I think, I think personally, primarily because of the message and the time of it all. And that in itself is just a huge respect because like, oh my God, like I literally used to listen to this guy from when I was younger. Like we're talking beautiful girl, like what? And now you have a song with me. Like it's, um, it's a thrilling experience and I, I have to thank the team truly. And I can't wait till I do have that genuine connection because I've hit him up and everything, but you know, they're big out here and stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> so I pray I'm featuring Sean Kingston. Um, now that you actually mentioned it, I'm actually eager to ask. I know that you made the French version of the song, which I think is very beneficial in the industry because you can actually branch off to Montreal as well. Um, for whoever don't know this, Montreal, they're very known for speaking French. It's basically their native tongue. So is it something that you're interested in? Are you trying to branch off in Montreal as well? Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I possibly can, because I'm born there and I'm, I am French Canadian as well. So for me, it's sort of like a way for me to kind of touch back with my roots and uh, kind of the home, the home, home country now, home city, I guess I'm not yeah. from. Um, however, I noticed it's a little slower, right? Because I do make English and French music. And one thing that like Montreal kind of follows France when it comes to French music generally because a lot of it comes from there like they they follow Europe mainly like just from the database that I've looked at however it is definitely in my plans I definitely want to make sure that I can connect with them as much as possible which is why I always try to incorporate French as much as I can and a song like I Pray when, when I first made it I wasn't thinking French however when I was like kind of showing it to the whole team and we're really thinking about it, we're like, this song is so universal. You could sing it in so many languages, but realistically you speak French and English. So let's do a French version so we can also tap into that demographic. So it was definitely in the plan for sure. And is no. Afrobeats big in the European market? I mean, yeah, because yeah. like, if we're talking like London, France, like it's just as much. Afrobeats is worldwide. It it's is definitely worldwide. I think when it comes to French Afrobeats, though, they take it a different way. Like, I don't think they consider it as Afrobeat. I don't really know what you call it, but there is sort of like that, that demographic of artists. Like we're talking like Veggie Dream, Ayana, um, Ayana Rama. Oh my God, I always say her last name wrong, but Aya the, oh, Jeff, Jeff. Go who say ah, that song. That's my job. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, we're talking like Naza and all these guys they like incorporate Afrobeat, but it's not something they're claiming per se. I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of like, it's a different vibe with French music. I haven't really learned it too heavy yet. I'm still trying to figure it out to be honest. You're still, you're still fresh, you're still new. Happen. You're still finding your, your way. So really? you're born in Montreal. How are you, you seem very close with your roots, your Nigerian roots. So how did mm. that happen? Like when you were um, growing up, were you always, did your parents always make sure that you were connected to Nigeria or was it more so when you got older, you found that connection? Definitely when I got older, you know, my dad generally, I, I, he did his best to like basically make us well-versed in culture, 
not even just Nigeria, but just culture. Like, so we, we traveled a lot when we were younger and I was in a full, full French school, like not French immersion. Like I'm talking French, Catholic, full French. The only time we spoke English was in English class, French. And it was like, we, I, there was no Nigerians around me. I was just within a French community, basically French African, somewhere like Congolese, Ivory Coast, Senegalese, um, as well as like Caucasians or Arabics more than I was ever with Nigerians growing up. And then like in my neighborhoods, it was like Caribbeans mainly. Mm -hmm. So I, I really didn't grow up with many Nigerians. It was only until like 2018, I'll say, uh, well, sorry, before I get to that, but I traveled almost every year. That's one thing I'll always be so grateful for my dad for. And I think that's one thing he always wanted to make sure that we were able to see the world from young so we can understand our privileges and how culture works. So I only went to Nigeria maybe every five years. So I went there when I was five, 10, 15, and then last year. So I saw it differently than I did in 20, like when I went in 2019, I saw it in a very different light because I saw it as an adult. I was able to really like learn from this. And that only happened in terms of like really appreciating the culture that happened in 2018 when we had opened up a restaurant in downtown Toronto called Kiza Restaurant and Lounge. And that was like on, uh, it was on Queen and oh boy, I know it, Queen in front. No, I'm lying to y'all. It was Queen and something, but it was East <laughs> Toronto, but Central Toronto, East Central, but it was Queen Street East. And literally, I legitimately thought that like, I thought there was like not that many Nigerians around here. Like I didn't really know, like I didn't grow up with them. And then 2018 came around, we opened up the restaurant and I was just welcomed into the culture where I've never been welcomed before, especially in my home city. So I'm like, wow, like I'm just seeing everything so differently. I'm, I'm appreciating our culture in a different way. I'm learning so much more. And that happened just two years ago. And then that's when I got introduced to Afrobeat producers and artists and writers. And that's really when I dabbled into that Afrofusion sound because I didn't grow up on, like I listened to Afrobeats, yes, but that wasn't the things I was singing. That wasn't the things that were clicking to me because I didn't understand what they were saying, you know? So I really kind of fell in love with the whole culture of it and kind of making it my own in 2018. Yeah. So um, it was definitely a different experience for me. It was definitely as I grew that I started to really build my an understanding, a better understanding for my culture and a much stronger appreciation for it too. And I want to be able to claim it as much as I possibly can, which is what I try to do. So you're starting now and you're beginning to be embraced. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I can only pray and continue to envision this, but the way I see it, I I see myself becoming a world, worldwide name. For what? Who knows? Because I don't want to limit my talents to just music. And I don't want to just be known worldwide for just my music. So, however, in five years time, you will have already known about Tommy. Tommy will have been an established name in the industry to the point where, yeah, like you're hitting, I'm hitting Hollywood, but on my own terms. I definitely don't believe the industry will ever be the same um, from here on now. It has already started to shift. I don't think that labels will have that as much the command as they do now. I think a lot of things are going to change, even when it comes to the Grammys, red carpets, MTV award shows generally. I think in five years' time, things will really have shifted, but you will know who Tommy is. That's for sure. On a worldwide basis. That's how I, I like it. I like that you you speak, would you call it affirmations? Like you say, I am Tommy. I noticed you have that on your website too a lot. I am. Yeah. I am. Um I are am you Tommy. into like daily affirmations and manifestation? You know it's so crazy because it's actually something I, I want to make more of a habit for myself. It's not actually not a habit the way I'd like it to be. Um I am Tommy, I am enough was mainly because my name, Tomi, means enough. Because it's short for Olua Tomi, which means God is enough for me. And Tomi itself means enough. And so that affirmation is literally a constant reminder that you don't need to be anything or anything less than who you are. However, I still deal with my everyday sort of, you know, doubts or little, like, you know, little downhill moments. But I think COVID definitely played a big part because in 2019, I was like, yeah, man, what the heck? So I'm, I got this, what are you talking about? You know, I was in a whole mm -hmm. different state of confidence. But 
it's something that I want to become more habitual for myself. And it is the main reason why I kept it as my name on my website and so on and so forth, because it's something I'm still learning. But meditation, manifestation, affirmations are definitely uh, a crucial thing to my mental health and a constant reminder for me. But it's not something I'd like to, I can say or preach because I don't practice it enough yet. I'm still learning. You're learning. For sure. Who records your videos? Like who directs your videos? I really like them. Like, it's like my music like videos. Movie quality. Yes, I am. 88 everything. I've worked with them since like Sul, like since my music video for Sul. And I just loved it. I love the quality. I love the edits. I love the frames. I was like, nah, I'm rocking with y'all for a bit. Like, cause they just, they give me what I want. They're Canadian, they're local, like, and they get it. Like, I am very much storytelling to the T. I am like high mm-hmm. quality, as, as clear and crisp as we can make it, let's do it. And they're one of the best, comp- like sort of production companies I've worked with for that so I've trusted them ever since we've done yeah like four videos together now so when you work with them are you the one who lets them know what you want and you tell them the story you want to be portrayed in the video or do they give you like the story idea I think it's a little bit of both I think it depends like for Sun um it was definitely their direction because I didn't really know what to do (laughs) and um for that one specific because it was such a dance song like there wasn't much storyline to it so I did have like a little bit of a harder time kind of understanding but shout out to Jones again Carmax Wave he was he was kind of like overlooking all of things in terms of production so he did play a big part in that too so him and 88 everything did create the story for that one for free it was very much a balance of both of our ideas because I had a very very high budget storyline in mind <laughs> I love the I story really I like. saw was did you have a different story than that oh yeah oh yeah the story that we ended up going with for free was definitely not what I wanted at all really it wasn't what I wanted it's not anything I regret either because it still tells it still tells a beautiful story it's that can be very relatable to to thank you to so many people but no that's not what I wanted Mm-mm. what I wanted we didn't have the manpower for we didn't have the budget for realistically because I really wanted to showcase the differences of people oh. not just one story but the story of many you know what I mean the, the fact that the song wasn't for me right like I, I was super hesitant at one point to do like a whole like pregnancy sort of concept because I'm like that's such a common connotation that I feel like like happens very often however when when are we really talking about the roots of not understanding self-identity not understanding who we are not understanding that you know our differences in the household really affect our results outside of the household you know what I mean like all those things is what I really wanted to show I want to show like three different storylines and then like some tons of different type of people just different people Mm. like literally ethnicities like genders I just wanted to show the difference in life and how hard it is no matter what walks of life you're in how hard it is for people to 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 understand you and how hard it is for you to understand you and the fact that you can never run away from your truth you know because that's the bottom message do you think you're going to still use that concept for another song that's one thing I I love to do in music is i personally like to make songs where like you'll still bob to it but the message is powerful you know the message is deep um I I just love that so I most definitely am gonna do it I I really want to but it'll come with time you know I'm still starting so I'm so ambitious but it's like girl relax look at what we have to do just you work with what we've got so the story still came together so wonderfully so I'm so happy and it's like wow like thank you to them because they were still able to bring out so much in that video but if I had it my way, it had, if I had the money so hot, what? Listen, <laughs> listen, I'd be going crazy in videos. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was a beautiful, was that in Jamaica, the video for free? That was, yeah, it was shot in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a so beautiful video. I love the story. So basically it was, you wanted to pursue, oh, I needed to find out the ending. So you wanted to pursue race, Um, let's say sports. You had, yes. you got pregnant in the video. Yes. Yes. The ending, I wasn't sure because I saw a, ba- a child and I was like, is that her child? Oh, right. Or like, what did she choose? Or did she just, was she able to balance both? <laughs> like, I need to know. 
it was definitely one of those where like yeah so I, I get the scholarship right to to school which is what makes me freak out because I found out I was pregnant beforehand and um I felt like in my family that wouldn't have been accepted and the scholarship was the best way for my entire family to move forward because I'm not I don't, I don't have the means to get out of the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the fact that I got a scholarship, I couldn't have messed it up with a pregnancy, but that's what happened. And it was one of those situations where if I have, if I had really given it an end result, that might cause some, you know, some like, some yeah. stirring if I, you know, if I went with the scholarship, then what happened to the babe? And then if I if I went with the baby, then it's like, then how does this help you move forward? Like what just happened to your scholarship? So we kind of left it to the viewer to decide because it definitely <laughs> wasn't one of those where we were like, ooh, what do we really do here? Um, but if I were to look at it from my perspective, I would have seen that that's her reality. That is her truth. And, you know, I mean, if you're gonna keep this child, you keep this child. If you're gonna go for that scholarship, you go for that scholarship. It's whatever you want your truth to be, but you can't run away from it. You have, you're gonna have to make that decision no matter how hard it is. Yeah, I really so, like how it was done because it kind of seemed like you were able to balance both because you saw your family, you saw the child and you guys all look happy. So I kind of like the way you did it. Okay, so we have different segments, Tony. So our first segment is called the culture link. This is basically us tapping into the culture um, and we wanted your opinion on the culture as well. So our first question, it is pertaining to Cardi B. So Cardi B was, Cardi B was seen as the first female rapper to receive a Grammy in 2019. Now, a lot of mm. persons were very upset about this because they believed that she didn't deserve this. Um, persons were also debating that persons such as Nicki Minaj, who is well known in mainstream rap, did not ever get a Grammy especially as a best rap hip hop artist. So um, persons were also seeing that Cardi B may have some sort of edge over Nicki Minaj. The reason for that is because she's seen as a bilingual artist. So my Mm -hmm. question for you is, do you believe that Canadian artists can have a better chance at growth in the music industry if they speak more than one languages? Um, You know, Honest, quite frankly, I won't say that it, it will it will give you like bigger opportunities to grow per se, more so than just expand like your your demographic. Because like realistically, like every artist out of Canada that has really grown or is really big is only like a one like one language based artist. You know what I mean? So, and there's plenty of artists that are multilingual and have not reached the peak they reached. So. Personally, I don't think it really matters. However, if you know what you're doing and then on top of that, you're bilingual or you have multiple languages under your back that you can use in your music, it can work to your advantage. But I don't think it's like a most definite. Nah, definitely not. Yeah, with Cardi, I feel like she got that edge because one, people loved her personality. And then two, because she was bilingual, because she was Spanish, like right. the lat the Latin community, oops, the Latin community, music community is so strong. Like, if you look on YouTube, any Latin song, millions, three hundred millions, like that's Huge. the norm. So I yeah, feel like if you can is- tap into reggaeton, like you're sick. Hmm. Like you, you kind of you hit a market. It's like the same thing as Asia. Yeah. Like America has nothing on Asia. If I if I had an Asian fan base, I would need North America at all, like yeah. at all. So you I feel like I mean? that's like, why she got the Grammy. Like, it truly just depends. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I like, um, I give her flowers though. She's, she's definitely, she's a in my opinion, um, for best rap album at the time of 2019, she got that for Invasion of Privacy. Me personally, I think it was a great body of work and I'm not just boosting. I genuinely think it was extremely yeah. good. Um, on was. top of that, if you're supposed to ask me my opinion, she kind of set that trend for rap trap for females um so that kind of gave her that little avenue by herself to go into her route and then secondly because she can speak spanish she can tap into both so she can tap into the english market and the spanish market so it definitely gave her a wider sense of um fans and 
I mean, obviously you can't compare her to Nicki Minaj because if we're going to talk about flow and rhythm and rhyme, of course, Nicki's going to win regardless. But I believe that Cardi B can have a bigger fan base because she can tap into both languages. She can relate to persons in both languages. Um, right. I don't want to compare you in the situation, but if I had to think about the Canadian artists, um, in Canada, we are known as our native tongue for both French and English. So right. it'd be really nice to have that one artist who can tap into both. Um, for you, for example, Montreal is actually a very big um, city, I would say. It's actually a really good place, but they're mainly known for French. So you can definitely relate and bring in a lot of audience from there. And then you right. can also tap into Toronto. So it can do a lot for the industry, in my opinion. So yeah. I mean, Most it's definitely. definitely not needed, but it's definitely an asset or something I would say is, it, it looks good on the, the paper, if you know what I mean. I totally agree. I 100% agree. I mean, like, realistically, you are doubling the, the growth, like you're doubling your demographic, like, you will only be able to target English people, but there's friend people who will not listen to your music because they don't get it. Like, so the moment you have a second language, of course, it's a different demographic. So 100% agree with that. But I feel like when it comes to the whole Cardi thing, and, and Nikki thing, I feel like, I think it's also timing. I think it's timing for like, almost everything in this industry. Like when Nikki came out, if you if Cardi came out at the same time as Nikki, would we be saying the same thing? Because if anything, Nikki really opened the doors for Cardi to do what she was able to do. You know Very what I mean? So, you know, like that's how I see it. I'm like, it's all timing because like no one can ever take away from Nikki what she was able to provide to the industry for female rappers, so that Cardi could have the glow that she has. You know, mm -hmm. like I truly believe Absolutely. that. I truly believe that Nikki truly played a big part of that. Just how like Little Kim was kind of that initiation, so that. Nikki could come out and be like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? And show everybody something completely different. But I mean, I feel like it's just timing too. And again, with the Grammy, we're talking about the Grammys. This isn't even something that's like absolute. Like the Grammys can't say, you can't judge who's better or who deserves recognition from, from what the Grammys, from the Grammys award. <laughs> yeah. right? The Grammys, Absolutely. the Grammys has been kind of, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I've always said that a million times. You can never depend on the Grammy to tell you how well you're doing in the industry. Mm -hmm. But the women definitely had their own spice to their teeth. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. for example, Little Kim brought something to the table and then Nicki Minaj became more mainstream than Little Kim. Right. However, Little Kim, Kim gave her that door. And then Cardi B, she brought her own flavor as well. So definitely the women did their thing in the industry. And it's funny mm -hmm. how, like, when we talk about women artists, Every time people want to say, oh, this person has to be better than this person, this person has, it's always one against the other as if only one can be big at this at, you know, the same time. But yeah. then when you look at the men, there's like 10 huge male rap artists and no one's saying, oh, he deserves it, not him. He deserves it, not him. Like right, right. For men, everyone gets the recognition. But for women, it's like only one person is allowed at the table. So that's unfair to begin with. It's a, it's yeah, it's definitely, I find it very stressful, like challenging, because it's like, it doesn't even matter what genre of music you're talking about. Like, it's literally in every genre of music from like Afrobeat to mainstream. Women are just seen as like against one another, and there, there can never be one. You know, what I noticed though is that I truly believe it starts from our consumer. It doesn't really start from like the industry itself, but like when you really take in the consumer base, a lot of the times just women in general have a harder, like in my personal opinion, from what I've seen, like, yes, they might part with your music and yes, they might listen to it. But then there is sort of that sort of like, there's this thing of like, I need a bet, I need more than just your music to give me a reason to like you from one woman to another. Like, how do you connect with me? And then it's kind of like, well, I don't really like you for this reason. But it's like, in my personal opinion, women are like the base of consum consumers of music. Like, and then it's men, but women consume it because women listen to male music and women's music. But males usually, like a lot of them, they listen to male music, but women, they truly listen to both. I feel like we are truly the base consumer. So when you look at that, it's like, we have to, like, I have to question it. I'm like, so what is our, like, what are the female consumers really thinking in their mind? Like, where's their mind, where's their head at when they're, when they're thinking of one female artist and another, why can't they see Kim and Nikki at the, at the top? What's the problem? You know what I think, I think it's because record labels usually have that one woman artist who they push as like the first lady. 
a lot of labels they don't usually have multiple female artists they have that one main woman and then the rest are ma- uh, males and then you have the other woman like sprinkled throughout but it's like right. so that's it's why like- I feel like it's the, it starts with the industry I don't think it's like it starts with the industry and then the consumers and then it's just like a loop yeah but tell me one thing that you did mention is that from woman to woman we should be able to relate especially through the music um but besides from the music we should be able to relate as well um one question that i do have for you as a canadian artist um you're able to tap into french and english Um, me personally i don't know a lot about montreal and a lot of persons can kind of relate to that because they didn't grow up in montreal would you ever consider being probably a voice in music to kind of teach persons about the culture of Montreal and kind of tapping to, you know, your roots from Montreal? I think for me personally right now, um, I would be doing a disservice to do so just because I was I was born there, yes, but I left when I was two. So if anything, I could teach you about the Francophone community, but I can't teach you about the Quebecois community, truthfully, because I didn't live it. Um, I know it because it's part of my family. I went there every year because my grandma lived there and so on and so forth. And I know a few people there. However, I didn't live that culture. It's, it's something that I still don't even know myself because I lived here in Ontario. So I can't necessarily sit here and say like, oh yeah, for sure, I could teach you French. I can show you what I know through my culture and my language of French, what I've learned through being French and being around Francophones and being around the multicultural French people I was around. I could teach you that, but it would be a disservice for me to say that I can I can kind of give people a, a, like hindsight into the culture in Montreal, you know, and I wouldn't want to do that. I like for me, like I find it so tough because I really did grow up very, very multicultural, like very multicultural. So a team where it's like, I feel like I'm really just starting to learn who I am through my music. <laughs> like personally I feel like that has what's helped me kind of kind of bottle down onto like okay well this is who I am this is where I'm from look at this is how I can make my music da, 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 da. and I'm learning more about me through my music than I ever have before so okay. it's like yeah right now I can't I can't sit here and say I can but hopefully yes I would love to be able to say no I know about my hometown I know about my Nigerian heritage but I still have to learn it right now I can't say I could okay it's a okay. process right and even like it's a process. your fans First will learn thing. about that process through your music through my, exactly you know what i mean like for me generally like my my career is truly a journey of growth and i think that it's evident from like the first project to the second project and as i continue and i just want people to understand that as i continue to learn me you continue to learn me and through my music okay so we're moving on to the next segment and it is called if we're linking so my first question is, have you ever rejected a date because you were in a situation ship? Hold on, did I reject a date because I was in a situation ship, not a relationship? Well, have you ever have you ever rejected a date because you were in a situation ship? So not you a were in a legitimate relationship. relationship. A situation ship. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, because if I'm in a situation ship, then I'm never going to tie myself down to you. Because clearly, if we're in the situation, then uh, this is not serious. So uh, if someone else offers a date and I'm actually truly interested and I feel like you you can value my time more than this person probably is, why not? That's very wise. Because men do it. It depends on what you do. Really, it depends on what you do. But if I'm just going on a date with you, that's friendly. That's fine. Yeah, men yeah. men do that. Men date a million girls at the same time. Yeah, like, and then on. women feel pressured <laughs> to like only date one person at a time. Nah, no. Yeah. Uh, like, well, dating dating is a different game. Like, obviously, if once I've committed to you, I've committed to yeah. you. Yeah. So, but if we're... Yeah, commitment is one thing, but like dating as in just like, oh, I'll go on a date with you. Oh, I'll go on a date with you. Yeah. yeah like, I, I definitely keep my options open because I just feel like there's men and women alike are trifling we all trifling out here like realistically so i'm not going to i'm definitely not gonna assume that just because you're telling me this because you probably just want me to stay down for your own benefits and liking this Mm -hmm. is not actually what you're doing don't expect me to do the same i don't know i definitely see it funny i did i went through that exact same situation i accepted a date while i was in a situationship and i got caught and i felt so guilty (laughs) 
Even okay, yeah, no, if I got caught, that's a different story. Oh boy. If I, I felt so guilty, even though I shouldn't feel guilty because like, right. they're not official, but it's like, they were hurt. They said they were hurt, but still, it's like, um, I don't want to hurt, I don't want go out with the intention to hurt people. Right. right. So that was, that was my story. So, but still, <laughs> you should date around. If you're not, right. if you're single, don't tie yourself to one person mm-hmm. and that's the thing i don't think i would ever i would ever go out with someone if i knew that the other person was somewhat emotionally invested as well like if i know you are somewhat emotionally invested into this i will give you your respect because that means clearly i'm at that level with you too so i wouldn't even want to date anybody else you know or look that way even yeah. if it was offered but if it's one of those where we're very much in the beginning stages or it's really just like we're just having fun or you're just trying to whatever like I definitely don't care how you feel. Even if you like if you caught me, then it's mainly because like, damn, I just didn't want you to be, see me. But it's not because I cared about how you might feel. Because if that was the case, you would have showed me more to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For me to know that I don't have to feel unsafe or have to look anywhere else, right? Preach. So, that's how I see it. Preach. Sure, what about sure. you, Big Mish? Mm-hmm. Not that I can recall. I've never been in a situation ship and then end up being in a, going on a date. I've but what do you feel about it? Like, if you are in a situation ship, right. would you go on a date with someone else? Absolutely, yes. Because I'm not in a relationship with you. We did not verbally agree that it is a commitment. So obviously, I'm single and I'm open to date whoever I want to date. Mm-hmm. So definitely, that's how it should be. Definitely, yes. Preach. Agreed. Yeah, if you're in a situation, definitely go date, girl. You have to put yourself (laughs) first because the men do it all the time. Yes. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so my second question, have you ever put up with a man because you both have a strong connection? Yeah. Yeah. I literally, that was literally my whole last relationship. Um, Would you like to be? I learned a lot. Huh? What exactly did you learn from it? I realized that comfortability and convenience does not equal love. Oh. Um, yeah, because that's what it was. It was someone who was in my life before we started dating. We were very, very close for a long time before I ever considered them as a partner. And I think at that point in my life, it was more so I didn't want to admit to myself that I wasn't actually looking for a relationship. You were just someone so comfortable someone so there, so reliable, so always around that I felt like, why not? If you're interested, da, da, da. But I didn't know it at the time, right? It was only until after the relationship really went sideways that I really realized my own actions and how selfish I was. But I put up with a lot though, regardless, because it was kind of like, there was so much about his character that I couldn't handle or deal with. And I literally, like, it was at a point where I was like, hey, I don't want to have to change you. But there's some here that I'm not happy with. And it was one of those where he really felt like he he wanted it to work so bad. And we had such a deep connection because we were best friends beforehand. So it was kind of like there was so many different reasons as to why I stayed. Um, but the main reason why I should have left was because I, I I was digging a bigger hole for the two of us than I should have, you know. So uh, it was at the end of the day, I really only had myself to blame. But I... I let that convenience and that comfortability be like my safekeeping as to why I could stay and put up with it, put up with his character, put up with the bullshit, all the fighting. Sorry for my English. Like all that. Yeah. Just put up with all of it for the sake of comfortability and not happiness. And it it definitely was because I was lonely. I was just lonely. You know, I was just lonely and it was not fair to him. Ugh, that relationship was crazy. (laughs) I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot. And we were together for two years ago. So you mentioned you mentioned he was your best friend. How do you feel about losing your best friend? Like it was the whole thing was so tough. Um it's just really unfortunate because it just really, I, I really don't know how to explain it. Like in terms of being my friend. Yeah, like I, I, I do miss that. I do miss the fact that I was just able to call him up. There was nothing to it. And it was just like, I always had that friend. Um, however, because the relationship was so deeply and emotionally invested into re- in a relationship aspect, I quickly didn't see him as a best friend anymore as we were together. 
Mm -hmm. I just saw it more as like my boyfriend that I'm having a lot of problems with. And so by the time the relationship was kind of done, I really didn't see my best friend anymore. He did. And that's what I mean by I dig, I dig the bigger hole for the two of us than I should have. You know, there was, there was more selfishness on my end than on his. But that's what I mean. I learned, I learned a whole lot. I learned yeah, I a whole like, lot. I feel like I you just have to have that one relationship where you learn a lot from. Yeah. Like just one relationship that went sideways that you have that you learn from. And then you can take those lessons into your future relationships and just make it happy. That's healthier. it. Yeah. Like that, that basically ended um, like early 2019. I just have not stepped into another serious relationship since because I'm just like, no, like I'm not ready. I just, I oh, know. Damn. That I'm not when ready. do you think you're going to be ready? I think really and truthfully in the industry that I'm in when I've, because I've been interested in a couple of people. It's not to say that I haven't looked or I haven't um, entertained the idea of it. But one thing I've noticed is that majority of the time it's either they don't understand where I'm coming from with certain things that I have to do on a daily basis um maybe I'm looking for the wrong type of guy or the wrong ones are coming my way as well but honestly I feel like there's just so many things I need to do for myself and I know that when I commit to relationships I get a little too invested in them and I feel like I'm in such a different place than I was when I was in my past relationship and how I used to think that right now, I don't think a relationship is what is healthiest for me. Mm-hmm. So when will that happen? I have no idea. Maybe at Rivi's age. I don't know. I see myself <laughs> like a Rihanna, just out here, like living single <laughs> and focused, like period. Yeah. yeah, it'll happen when you're least expecting it. Literally. And I, I just don't even, I definitely don't want to think about it too heavily because I think I was doing that a little bit too much in 2020 because this year literally I'm too I'm too here I'm too here it's annoying I'm like my mind needs to go away like literally but so I just know I don't need that I I don't know when but I definitely know it's it can't be my priority anytime soon right now yeah there's too many other things for me to focus on yeah what about you big niche have you ever like stayed with someone just because of like the connection I have. I have actually. But you live and you learn. I feel like every girl has been in that situation before. Once you're in tune with your feelings, you just can't help but to be in your feelings. Yeah. Um, But once you actually, I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again, think with your brain, not with your heart. Think logically about the situation and get out if you have to. Take care of yourself, do what you have to do. Um, But I have. I've been in that situation before, and I've learned that there are greater, there are great men out there. There are better men out there that can take care of you and provide your needs. So that helped me to get out of my situation at the time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Izzy? Okay, I'm gonna say my, <laughs> my um, what's this word? What's the word? Declaration. <laughs> yeah. So before, of course, I had connections with very, very toxic people where mm. I should have left. Where I thought like. I thought something was wrong with me because I was like, what's happening? Because I have these connections with these people and it's like not going anywhere. So then 2020, I wasn't really looking for anyone. Well, you know, right now I found someone and we have a really good connection, but I I feel like it's healthy. It's not like before where it was like one of those toxic connections. It's like, it's almost like my idea of a connection changed, which is gross. Mm. Like before connection to me meant like, something toxic always arguing right right Uh, or like drama that was like to me that was like real love right right and then now it's like so healthy it's like damn this is what a connection is (laughs) this is true because there there actually was that point in time like I don't know if you guys ever heard the saying but it was just kind of like if you guys aren't arguing then it's not healthy like there was literally that saying at one point where it was like, it's healthy to argue in relationships where it's like, no, actually, to be honest, no, it's not like, it's yeah. really not. Yeah. When but I was yeah. young, that's what I thought. Like, I didn't think it was healthy to argue, but I felt like, I felt like arguing was almost normal. Normal. You know, it right, is. Right. It yeah. is normal to argue, but I guess it's like the way you argue or like right. what you guys are arguing about. Facts. Facts. Alrighty. So moving on to the last segment, <laughs> it is the games. 
So, Tommy, so for our games, we usually like to speak with our artists and entertainers, and we like to surround the game around whatever's going on in the industry for the artists. So the name of your game, it is called BTW4. The reason why we're calling it that is because it surrounds your album, Bigger Than Four Walls. To make the game interesting, we will give you a statement, and your response has to be strictly four words. Okay? Four words. Woo. Four words. Okay. 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 So say, for example, I would say, how would you describe your album? I would say, filled with musical energy. Okay. And that's I'm four words. counting the words. <laughs> yes, I will be counting the words as well. So my first question, how would you describe your feature with Sean Kingston? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing <laughs> and appreciative. I don't know, guys. Okay, this that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, my next question How would you describe your 2020 journey with music? Better than my last. Okay, that's four. That's okay. four. That's a good awesome. Answer. Okay. How would you describe your vision for 2021? promising I'm sorry y'all and full of life it's five words I'm sorry <laughs> she pleaded <laughs> come on uh, we'll take oh it. my we'll gosh promising full of full of life promise guys promising comma full of life right <laughs> promising comma full of life <laughs> okay Okay, so our next question, how would you describe your favorite R&B artist? I know you do Afrofusion, right? Yeah. That's your genre? Yes. Well, how would you describe your favorite R&B artist? Ooh, spiritual, connected, mellow, soulful. So now I want to guess who that your who artist is. your favorite R&B artist? I'm going to guess. guess. I'm going to say guess. like... R&B, let's say Erica Badu. Period. Yep. Yeah. That's really? Definitely my favorite R&B. Soulful, yeah. mellow, spiritual. That's yeah. Her. Connected, spiritual. That's her. Like Erica Badu is just like just hearing her speak. On top of that, it's just like oh my gosh, like she just like exudes spirit and soul. I love her. Love her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. If you had to have a feature with one artist, one dream artist, who would it be? <laughs> Good question. To be honest, it would be Rihanna. I just feel like me and Riri would like, oh my God, it would, nah, nah. <laughs> That'd be crazy, like it would be crazy. It'd be way too sick. We have to get sick. her out of her little hibernation that she's I'm doing. I'm telling you, I hope she makes it again, but maybe I'll be the reason why. Into existence. Girl, into existence. Yes. I will be the reason Rihanna does I will be the biggest comeback. Period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my final question is how would you describe your favorite rapper? Ah. Oh. She's looking in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, about this one. one. Do you have a lot of favorite mm-hmm. rappers? Um, I I just yeah. <laughs> Generally, I don't have like favorite artists uh, in any any genre. But okay, if I have to think about like a top, um, eclectic, woke, um, witty. And extremely diverse. Sorry. That's way more than four words. But you know what I mean? Diverse. diverse. Okay. So, Big Misha, I'm going to let you guess who the rapper is that she's talking about. Jay-Z. Wale. I'm thinking um, Kendrick Lamar. How are you so good? Is it? I don't understand you. Is it? Yeah. It's Kendrick? Yeah. I don't know why you didn't guess that. This is why, this is why I'm, I'm low-key upset because he's my favorite rapper. 
He's my favorite rapper. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't guess him. You didn't want to be Which like, project is your favorite? Which is your favorite album for Kendrick Lamar? Oh my God. To be honest, the one that really made me connect with him was Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. That was the album that was like, oh my gosh. Like, I just, I don't know. Like almost every song, well, almost every album, every song's a banger. But like that album generally, like I think at the time in my life, like just that album was speaking to me. Like, I love that album. I love that album. Yeah. Okay. Words that gave it away that it was Kendrick was woke and diverse. Woke. And diverse. Right. is woke as so well. Diverse. Wale as well. But Wale? Kendrick is a different. Yeah, Wale is very woke. Yeah. And Jay's woke as well. Jay Cole is No, but There's I mean so diverse. Like out of those, I feel like Kendrick is the most diverse. Like that's what that's what they I love about Kendrick is the fact that like he can he can hit the beat so different every time. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time, like it's like, whoa, you could do that too. There's like Damn. a song for every mood you're in. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I love. I really, truly love Kendrick. Like J Cole is I just as yes, but I feel like there's just something, a tonality, a diverse, like an eclectic sound that like literally yes. only can that bring. sets Kendrick apart. I always yeah. tell yes. people Kendrick's brain is just different. His creativity is through the roof. I would mean, like, I think what really got me is like just yeah. how incredibly like conscious he can speak freestyle. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you are legit going off the top of your head with the most conscious, fact stated verses you could think of. It's like what? what? I'm not sure if you know about this album. I'm not sure if you know about this album, but it's called To Pimp a Butterfly. But every time I tell Prada, that's my favorite album. But it is so deep it's very uncomfortable but i like the yeah. feeling that it was in tune with my feelings it made me feel really uncomfortable and he's that's the first album i've actually googled the lyrics i tried to understand myself at the time that made me look at kendrick in a completely different light it so did that was the one with Kuta Kente on it right with the mm-hmm. Kuta Kente track on it right that's yeah. the album yeah yeah no the album yeah. was deep that album it was deep. like that was him literally crazy. being like y'all look at reality for what it is like for yes, real definitely. yeah yes. that's that no that album was beautiful too what girl he's your favorite oh my god i definitely that's the thing i've never really like when people usually ask me that i don't usually have an answer however if i have to think of like the top artists that come to my mind though within like genres like those are definitely the top artists but when you really think about it man there's so many people who deserve the flowers that they have you know what i mean there's so many like how can you really say one artist is better than another because everyone brings something so different to the sound you know it's so hard to choose it's so hard to choose a, a favorite but they're definitely at the top definitely i can actually see you on a song with kendrick i think that would be a dope song it's gonna happen it's gonna happen Listen, I'm just taking my time, right? Girl, no, make I'm it happen. Make it happen. I would download that right away. Right. I'm just spreading my flowers many places. <laughs> Honestly, like your music is so mellow too. You can, and you're a lyricist and like you're a storyteller. So it's like you, yeah. Kendrick, it would be beautiful. Happening. Period. It's going to happen. 100 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 